Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the Thursday Night Football Showdown slate between the 49ers and the Packers. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports slates. Before we get into the video, I do want to say thank you guys again for all support. It is greatly, greatly appreciated on the videos, the live streams, as well as on Twitter. Um, the easiest way to support me since all the content is free is leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when to upload videos and you know when to go live. I will be live streaming 30 minutes before lock on my YouTube channel going over everything, and there is going to be a lot to talk about in the slate. If you like mayhem, madness, this is the slate for you because there is a ton of injuries, ton of guys out. We don't even know for sure if the game's going to be played. Uh, I hope it is, but yeah, there is... This is a, it's going to be an interesting slate for sure. Um, but yeah, if you guys cannot watch the YouTube videos, I do upload an Apple podcast. The link is in the description below. It's the DK DFS show. Uh, but with that all out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before I talk about players and the prices for this crazy slate, let's look back at my lineup for Monday's showdown slate. So Monday night showdown slate went really, really well for me. Um, hopefully you guys checked out the live stream. I know a lot of you guys that did. Uh, fared really well. Uh, I told you guys where I was going. Uh, I want Gallman and the captain. I wanted to uh, get a little bit riskier, uh, but I, I was a little bit, well, I guess my big surprise was the the Tampa Bay defense at, what was it, 7.4k being 40% owned, right? Like, I, I get the play of trying to, maybe trying to be contrarian, uh, but it, it was just weight, like that, it, it just was a huge shock to me that the defense picked up 40% ownership. I'm sure, right? They, they had a couple picks. They, they had a chance to, to maybe return one, but um, it's just you really needed a defensive touchdown for them to pay off their salary. So I thought that ownership was way too high in my opinion. Um, but yeah, back to my lineup again. Gallman mentioned I was going with him in the live stream at Captain. Uh, I talked about you know Mike Evans being the guy for me at the spend up with no Chris Godwin. He w was really solid. Uh, you know, paired him with Brady, who was uh, you know super chalk. Talk about getting to Jones. I like the price there for him, and he was, only, he was below 50% owned. Uh, it was just, what, 9.2K for quarterback? I thought it was too cheap on a showdown slate, uh, and it actually uh, paid off. Leonard Fournette, you know, talked about him. I liked him over Ronald Jones. Uh, he definitely outperformed uh, Ronald Jones. He scored more than him, and it was, what, $3,000 less. And then finally, Golden Tate for value. Uh, you know, I feel like I got a little bit lucky there, to be honest. Um, like the touchdown there at the end, he wasn't involved a whole lot in the offense. I didn't see him out there a, t a ton either. Like he was not playing a lot of snaps. So I feel like that play got a little bit of lucky. But yeah, it, overall, it was a really, really nice uh, night for me from the showdown slates. But as always, again, I, I never, I never enter a ton of these slates. There's a lot of luck involved, a lot of variance. I know I've been running good recently, but uh, it's not always the case, right? There, there's a lot, a lot of luck involved in these slates. But they are fun, right? They're fun to talk about. So let's talk about this slate, which is, whew, it is... First, before we talk about all the players and, you know, all the guys injured or on IR, uh, let's take a look at the Vegas numbers. Uh, so, yeah, it's a 49 over under uh, currently. Packers are seven-point favorites. Um, yeah, you know, not super, super surprised with, with, with the total there. And Packers being favorites, obviously... 49ers, no Jimmy G, no Kittle, ton of injuries, you know, with their wide receivers as well as, you know, running backs. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not surprised. They're Green Bay also dealing with some injuries at running back, potentially. No Aaron Jones. We already have uh, no Jamal Williams uh, and no A.J. Dillon. So we'll talk about that. You know, normally these snap counts, like looking back from last week, are 
uh, you kind of get a good idea of what it's going to be like. But this, on this slate, it's almost you can throw out the window, right? Because Jamal Williams, he played basically the entire game with no Aaron Jones. Well, Jamal Williams is out, so uh, kind of throw that out the window. A window. They have St. Brown here listed as a running back. He is a wide receiver, so he played about 30% of the snaps. Irvin, a potentially valued play here. Uh, he played 27% of the snaps there. Um, if Aaron Jones is out, he's at the flat minimum as well as Dexter Williams, two guys that are, are definitely viable punts if we do have uh, news that Aaron Jones is not able to go. If Aaron Jones is good to go, then I fully expect him to get a majority of the work here. So um, let's talk about wide receiver. It's a wide receiver for Green Bay. We know like Devontae Adams is going to basically play the entire game. MVS, uh, I know Packers fans have been really disappointed with him. He has not been great, but he's still their number two guy. He played 83% of the snaps, so yeah, he's a viable play. The other wide receivers are, we talked about St. Brown playing about 30% of the snaps, Shepard 25%, and Taylor 17%. Nothing you can really feel good about. Right? I think there's there's probably better value to go to with, again, potentially Green Bay running backs if Jones is out. We have basically everyone on San Francisco wide receivers out. So, there, yeah, there's there's other value I think is probably a little bit better, depending on, on some news. Tight end situation for Green Bay. Yeah, Tanyan played 61% of the snaps last game. Sternberger has been, I think he had four targets last game. He played 37%. He's shown he's a decent pass section tight end. And the veteran Mercedes Lewis played 27% of the snaps. Running back situation for San Francisco. Well, McKinnon, Hasty, they're the only healthy running backs on the roster. Coleman got injured. He is, uh, he's out. Uh, everyone else for for San Francisco at running back is out, so it's going to be McKinnon and Hasty. I think it's probably uh, Hasty, the early down guy, McKinnon, the third down back. So again, all about how you think this game flows. But right now, San Francisco is uh, you know seven point dogs. So you, you would assume this is probably a better game trip for a guy like Jarek McKinnon. Wide receiver situation uh, again, we we can basically just roll this out the window, right? Ayuk out, uh, Kendrick Bourne out, Trent Taylor is the only. Him and potentially Richie James, if he he's also questionable, are the only like healthy receivers. And Trent Taylor plays out of the slot, so this one's going to be a headache. We'll talk about more of the 49ers' uh, cheap wide receivers here, um, and then tight end situation. George Kittle out. He's out for for basically the entire season. Uh, we do have Jordan Reed potentially coming back, which I think is interesting here. Uh, Ross Dwelly uh, played 56% of the snaps. If Jordan Reed is out. I think Ross Dwelly does make for a really nice play. If Jordan Reed is in, then that's going to change things up. We, you know, we'll see how, how much Reed is actually going to play. But uh, we've seen games when Reed's been healthy, the San Francisco 49ers have really targeted him. So that's it for the uh, the look at the snaps from, from the most recent game. Let's talk about players and their prices now. So in the flex position, Devonta Adams at 12-4 is going to be 90-plus percent owned, maybe more. There is so much value on the slate uh, even uh, or especially if Aaron Jones gets ruled out too, then there's just like five or six guys at like two hundred dollars that are that are in play on the slate. So yeah, for that re- if Aaron Jones gets ruled out, I think Devonta Adams could push for over ninety five percent ownership. To be honest, just because you know what else is there to spend up on, right? So yeah, he is going to be so so popular. Uh, obviously, you play him in cash. I don't even think you fade him GPPs. To be honest. I'll let the five to ten percent of people try to if if, they, if it's even that much fade them, but yeah, for me it's a plug and play on this slate. Um, I don't even think it's worth the risk of fading. I think the only way he doesn't get there is if something crazy happens, an injury or something, right? So yeah, Devonta Adams is the clear uh, top play of the slate there at twelve four. He's been getting you know just insane amount of targets, uh, 10, 16, and twelve the last three games. 
uh, five touchdowns the last couple games, last two games. That's probably not going to continue, but yeah, the upside in it and Adams is just through the roof. Aaron Rodgers uh, at 11K is also going to be really, really popular. I would say above 90% owned on this slate, probably. And again, cash games, you definitely play them. Could you make the argument to fade for GPPs with, with, with Rodgers? I guess I could at least consider it, but I'm not like, full disclosure, I'm playing Devontae, I'm playing Aaron Rodgers. Like, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm personally not going to risk it. Um, quarterbacks on these showdown sites always do have the highest floor. Uh, and Rodgers, it's three of the last four games, has played really well. Uh, besides that, that uh, you know, terrible game at Tampa Bay, 23, 27, and 32 fancy points. Um, sure, the matchup, I guess, is not the best against San Francisco. But uh, I just think the, the floor is so high in him. Um, yeah, like Adams, Rodgers are going to be insane chalk in this league. Now, Aaron Jones, if he does play... I think that does lower the ownership on guys like Adams, Rodgers. Uh, but if Jones is out, like I said, there's just there's nothing to spend up for, right? So that's going to basically just force Rodgers and Devonta Adams to be uh, like close to 100% owned. Um, yeah, Aaron Jones, this is something to monitor because they have him listed as questionable. We have no Jamal Williams. We have no A.J. Dillon. So if Jones plays, I think he does get a majority of the work. If he misses... Then it's Irvin, it's Dexter Williams, both the flat men. So, got to keep an eye on this. Uh, if he does play, I don't think he will be as popular as Rodgers and Devonta Adams, but definitely worth, uh, in my opinion, paying up for if he if he's available. Um, you know, he's shown that uh, in his he's not like a true workhorse back, but when he does get the touches, he's so so productive. And you know, how much work would they want to give to Irvin or Dexter Williams, even right? So. I think if he does play, he probably gets maybe above 70% of the snaps there. So Aaron Jones, definitely uh, you know, a play I think is really, really safe, uh, but got to monitor his status there uh, currently up in the air. Again, no George Kittle. Nick Mullins is the starting quarterback for San Francisco, San Francisco no Jimmy G. Uh, 9.2K. This is another situation like Daniel Jones. I, I just think that's pers- I think that's a little bit too cheap for quarterback. Um you know the matchup against Green Bay is 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 solid. It's not amazing. It's not terrible. Uh, but yeah, Mullins has actually shown. You know when he's played, he's he's been pretty decent, right? Twenty five and thirty six, eighteen and twenty six, eighteen and twenty five. So playing about seventy percent of his passes. Uh, what it, four touchdowns, two picks is, is perfectly fine. So sure, he's probably not going to blow the roof off the slate, but I think he does is going to make for one of the safer options uh, at 9.2K for a starting quarterback. So, yeah, I do have interest in Nick Mullins. I like the price there. Um, you know, with, with him and Rodgers, obviously Rodgers is going to be more popular. Um, you know, probably the safe way to go on the slate is, is try to get both quarterbacks and maybe one of those uh, studs for, for Green Bay. Um, you know, you might be able to get all four if we do get some news, some other news. But, yeah, there's, again, there's a lot of viable plays at, like, flat mint, flat mint. So, uh, again, no John or no Jonathan Williams. Ayuk is also out. We just got the news uh, recently. Uh, so San Francisco is super super thin. McKinnon's at eight K. Uh, he didn't get a whole lot of touches in the ground. Only three carries. So this is all about how you think the game plays out. If you think the 49ers are going to be playing from behind, which is you know prob likely. Not guaranteed because they're seven point dogs, but it's likely they'll be playing from behind. Then McKinnon looks better than Hasty because he's they're pass-catching running back. Uh, right? He had four catches and four, tar- four targets. If you think the 49ers surprise us and, and are playing from ahead, then Hasty is probably your guy. So, sure, the, the price of McKinnon at 8K, 
I don't think he's going to be super, super popular just because, you know, the guys at the top are going to be the ultimate chalk, right? Adams, Rodgers, potentially Jones. I think Bones will still get some decent ownership. So I think McKinnon kind of flies under the radar, but still has upside. And especially if they're playing from behind, right? He's a guy that, you know, I would not be shocked if he goes for like seven or eight catches. So, uh, yeah, obviously a, a, play, or, um, a situation it's all about, you know, if you're building laps, build it with how you think the game flows. Still no Mostert. Samuel, COVID, uh, Lazard still out, Hasty's at 7-2. So, you know, I probably do prefer the play with McKinnon uh, for a little bit more, just because Hasty's the guy that I think will be the early down back. And I, you know, I think San Francisco's probably going to be playing from behind in this one. It's not guaranteed, but I feel more comfortable with the floor of catches for McKinnon and how I think the game is going to go. But that doesn't make Hasty out of play. I think he's just more of a contrarian option. You know, there's always a chance San Francisco surprises us and they do play from ahead. If that's the case, it does make Hasty a little bit more viable at 7-2. But still, like, I would have wished if he was cheaper. And no Jeff Wilson still. Uh, Tanyan at 6-4 is just fine. Did have seven targets last, uh, last week against Minnesota. Five catches. I just think it's a little bit pricey, to be honest. And he's going to fly under the radar at this price. Right? He's just a, div- a weird price range in the slate. It's definitely going to be a stars and scrubs slate, like 100%, right at the guys at the top. And there's a bunch of value at the bottom. So Tanyan in the mid-range, like this mid-range is going to go forgotten about, right? Like guys like Tanyan, guys like Hasty, a guy like McKinnon are, are going to be pretty low-owned. Uh, and this is a slate, and we have another millimaker slate. I'll talk about it more in the live stream, but... Like, I could realistically see leaving, like, $5,000 plus on the table, salary-wise. And if you do that, it's obviously going to differentiate yourself. So, you know, yeah, mess around with builds, but this is a slate where uh, I think you can leave a lot of money on the table. Jordan Reed. So he's at 5.8K. And we have no Kittle. So if Jordan Reed plays, I think he makes for, for an interesting play here. Now, my concern is... You know, I think they will limit his his snaps. But the game against the Jets, I, do, I forget how many snaps he played. He played very few snaps. And when, he had seven catches and eight targets. They basically just targeted him whenever he was out there. I think he played maybe less than 20%. Like, it was an insane amount. Like maybe, maybe about 20% of snaps. I forget what it was exactly. But he did not play a lot. And basically, whenever he was out there, uh, he just got targeted. So... Yeah, I think Reed is, uh, you know, something we'll, we'll monitor. Hope we get some sort of clarity on if he is going to be on like a snap count, a limit. Um, if he is, obviously makes him riskier. If there's no limit and he's good to go, full go, then I like Jordan Reed a lot here because San Francisco, well, they have no one at wide receivers. So I do like Jordan Reed a good amount. Again, that's something to monitor though about, you know, is he going to be limited? We'll get that news most likely tomorrow. Uh, so that's why it is important to check on the live stream, guys. Again, no Tevin Coleman. The Packers, do you it's still It's still a little bit too pricey for me. Um, can you go there? I, I can see it. Uh, but for one lineup, guys, if you're a one lineup guy like myself, I don't think you go there on the slate. There's just so much good value um, that you know paying 5-2 for defense is, in my opinion, not optimal. right? But there, there's always a chance it could pay off. Uh, but, yeah, for me, uh, I, I'm going to be passing on the Packers defense. Uh, Dwelly. So he's at 4.8K. If Jordan Reed is out, I really like Ross Dwelly. Uh, he is, you know, a decent pass catching tight end, and he's a guy that will probably play a majority of the game. And like I said, San Francisco, they have no one healthy, a wide receiver. So de facto, he would probably be one of the top targets. 
Uh, so yeah, if Reed is out, I do really like Dwelly there at 8-4, or 4-8. The two kickers with Crosby and Gold are in play, but there's so much good value in my opinion that I don't think it makes sense to get to the kickers. Um, sure, right, if you're making a ton of lineups, yeah, you can, you can throw the kickers in there, but like I said, there is a lot of really, really good cheap value on this slate. 49ers defense at 3-8, I'm not getting into them. I think that's a pretty easy fade against Green Bay. MVS at 3-4. Now, he is, I don't think he's going to be super popular, uh, but he is still playing a majority of the game. He has really struggled the last couple of weeks with only one catch. Uh, but, again, he has Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. He's playing a majority of the game. I think he's at least in consideration here at 3.4K. Sternberger, more of a contrarian play, uh, but did have four targets uh, last week, three catches, and he's the backup tight end. But I think he does, what did he play last week? He played 37% of the snaps. Again, it's more contrarian because I think there's there's probably better value options. Uh, St. Brown at 1.2K, kind of the same thing. I just think more of a contrarian play. He'll probably get 20 to 30% of the snaps. Not enough for me to get super excited about it. Kyle Juszczyk maybe gets a carry or two where he had four carries against New England, but... Uh, yeah, not enough for me really to get to use check uh, either. Taylor Shepard, kind of the same thing. 800 for Taylor, um, 600 for Shepard. I, I don't think we have to go there for, for guys that are, are not going to play enough uh, for me to really warrant or feel, feel really comfortable. Right, 25% for Shepard, 17% for Taylor. In my opinion, we don't have to go there. there there's more contrarian options. Now now we get to the, uh, the value plays here, and there are a ton. Trent Taylor, $400. De facto number one wide receiver here for San Francisco. Uh, he's playing on the slot. Uh, I don't think he's going to blow the roof off the slate, but he doesn't need to do a lot, at, obviously, at this price. I'm going to say that about a lot of guys, uh, but I think he does play a good amount of the game. Again, he's their slot receiver. I would guess you know they're probably playing from behind, so 60 70% of the snaps would be, I think, a fair guess. Um, and yeah, I think Trent Taylor is, is definitely one of many cheap value plays on the slate. Now, Tyler Irvin mentioned him. He's at the flat mint, $200. If Aaron Jones is out, he's probably going to be their number one back. So yeah, a starting running back at the flat mint, this Green Bay offense, he would be probably the top value play on the slate. Now, they still do have Dexter Williams. It's a little bit unclear on what the, the split would be. Uh, Irvin has, I guess, has shown he's probably the better receiving back. Maybe Dexter Williams is the early down back. So that'll be something we'll, we'll hopefully get some clarity on as well tomorrow. But yeah, both in play here. We'll talk about Dexter Williams in a sec. Uh, so many $200 plays. And Mercedes Lewis, in my opinion, just don't have to do it. Uh, he's he's getting up there in age. Maybe gets a target or two, but I just think there's better value. Uh, Seth Roberts is on the practice squad, so do not play him. Uh, Warner, uh, Charlie Warner will, if Jordan Reed is out, probably be the backup tight end. But again, I don't think we have to do that. Uh, and now we get to some more value plays. So uh, I guess we'll talk about River Kerkraft. Uh Yeah, that's a real name. Um, yeah, he is on the practice squad, but I, I think he, I think he'll play in this game. I think he'll play a decent amount. They have again Trent Taylor, uh, Richie James status is up in the air. And they have Kevin White. So if Richie James is out, then I think her craft probably does get a good amount of snaps. But again, this is something we'll have to look into more tomorrow. Uh, currently still on the practice squad, but like I said, San Francisco, they have no one. So yeah, you can consider him. 
Uh, Pettis is no longer on the team, so you can't go there. Richie James is a potential value. I think if he does play, he would be one of the top targets here for San Francisco, but he's not no guarantee he plays uh, dealing with the ankle injury. So, got to keep an eye on that. If he does play, I think he is one of the better value plays. Um, love it. Yeah, don't don't uh, have to go there, obviously. Dexter Williams, he's at 200. Uh, yeah, if Aaron Jones is out, it's going to be him and Irvin. Uh, I think probably Irvin does get more work, but we'll see. All right, if if Dexter Williams is going to make the early down back, then maybe he's the guy that's safer. Either way, I think both are in play. I think you can play both too if you want to, right? If you're going to make an even 50-50 split, they're both at the flat mint. So uh, yeah, both Packers running backs are 100% in play here, uh, especially if Aaron Jones is out there. They're two of the top plays at the slate. Kevin White. So one of the he is on the practice squad. Uh, but I, I think he'll be promoted here just because they have no one else, right? And who's going to play out wide, right? Taylor's going to be in the slot. My my guess is if Richie James plays, it'll be Richie James and Kevin White on the outside, Trent Taylor in the slot, and then Kraft will probably be the number four receiver. But if Richie James is out, then Kraft probably has to play a good amount. Um, that's just my best guess. Again, we'll, we'll hopefully get clarity on that more before lock. But yeah, Kevin White is... Obviously, we haven't seen a lot from him uh, in the last few years here, but I think he's 100% in play. And if he's going to be a starting wide receiver, yeah, I have, I definitely have interest in Kevin White. Um, and that about wraps it up. Um, again, everyone else is out. So, whew, hope you guys uh, you know stuck with that. It is going to be a, a really interesting slate. That, that's all I got to say. But yeah, let's talk about captains. Uh, let's talk about cash games. So right now, you know, if if Aaron Jones is out for cash, I think it's it's pretty clear. Play those two guys. Play Mullins. Right? There's enough value. You can definitely get all three in. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty clear. I think you can if Aaron Jones plays. I think you can play all four of these guys. You know, it's a viable build, right? Thirty-eight hundred remaining. You can mess around with it. I've had to play someone cheap in the captain, but there's a ton of, of plays at the flat mint. So like I said, this is definitely a slate you could leave money on the table. But again, if Aaron Jones plays, this is probably the core I go with. Uh, and then, you know, mess around with, with with the value, right? There's 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 a lot of good value. Um, but if Aaron Jones is out, then again, Irvin and Dexter Williams. So those are the safe plays, obviously. Devante, Rogers, right? Don't tell you that. They're, they're going to be super, super popular. I think Mullins won't be as popular as them, but definitely will get ownership just because there's like hardly anyone to spend up on. Uh, the mid-range uh, on this slate, like I said, is a little bit more constrained just because it's going to be stars and scrubs. But don't rule out McKinnon, right? He's a really good pass and back. Probably game they're playing from behind. Hasty is super risky play because no real involvement in the passing game. But if you think that San Francisco is playing from ahead, you can at least consider him. And Tanya more of a contrarian play. Um, the tight end situation for San Francisco, whether it be Reed or whether it be Dwelly, man, either way, I like either tight end. Uh, if Reed plays and it's not going to be limited, I really like him. If Reed is out, I really like Ross Dwelly there for eight. Um, and then, like I said, MVS is certainly playable here at 3-4. Uh, and then you just have the uh, insane amount of, of guys that like the flat men that are in play. You know, both Packers running backs, if Aaron Jones are out, I think are two of the top plays. Uh, we have basically all the San Francisco's the San Francisco wide receivers the flat men. So uh, it is just going to be a crazy, crazy slate, guys. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about more builds, I guess, in the live stream. Uh, and if you guys obviously want to know where I'm going, I will tell you guys that in the live stream as well. 
So, um, thanks again, guys, uh, for checking out the video. I really do appreciate it. And I will see you guys all uh, tomorrow in the live stream.